This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name's Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Maddie Robson, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Pause, and uh, we'll pretty much just dive on in and do it. But before we dive on in and really do it, boys, I am obligated, well, I'm actually quite honoured, to mention that the Blue (laughs) Army Podcast is always done if not always mentioned, in association with Target Wrestling, who, coincidentally, have a show happening this Saturday. That's right, March the 4th at the venue in Carlisle. There is a show happening for Target Wrestling. Like I've said before, bring your mates, bring your mum, bring your dad, bring your nieces, nephews, bring your kids. You know, it, it's, it's a show for absolutely everybody. There's food, there's drinks, and there's a great atmosphere. And uh, if you like somebody, you can pretty much just meet them and shake their hand and go, that was good, mate, well done. And they'll go, oh, Tom, very much, I appreciate that. And you'll have a nice, lovely, warm feeling inside. But anyway, that's Target Wrestling. I'll stick a link to any ticket information uh, in the description to this. And uh, well, boys, I'll probably kick things off now. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 98. And I am absolutely honoured. To be joined by two men I like to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Wills and Liam. Welcome back, boys. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, yeah. Um, you know, had a good <laughs> yeah, so... a good game on Saturday, so <laughs> it's pretty Got a lot more to result. talk about than mm. previous weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I felt like we didn't necessarily have to include all the uh, all the new features, but don't worry, I have. Don't worry, don't worry. There's still all, all the games and all the antics are there. You know, Liam, you've still got your opportunity to catch up on guessing the player, and there is true blue and not a blue to look forward to. But first, gentlemen, we like to get things kicked off with a bit of fun. 
and the giggle here on the Blue Army podcast. And at this time of the show, that <laughs> means it's time for one thing and one thing only. That's right. It's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. <laughs> it's the Blue <laughs> Army podcast joke. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll be honest, lads. I was scrambling last minute for this one. I ripped the yeah, show well, out and then forgot about trying to find the joke of the week. And we we might be we might be skirting uh, on on the along the lines here, but let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. Right, what do the two movies Titanic and The Sixth Sense have in common? What do the two movies Titanic and Sixth Sense have in common? Don't know. I see dead people. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that. Yeah, I was sorry. <laughs> I'll apologize for that now. That's completely 100% on me. Um, sorry. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Don't worry. All right, we'll move on, gentlemen. We'll move on. And uh, with something that everybody seems to be looking forward to at the moment, it's a little bit of a roundup on what's going on in League Two, hosted by you two. That's right. It's time for... What's happening here? What's happening there? It was kicking things off, gentlemen. What have we got this week? Do you want to start, Liam? You've got the overall roundup. Yeah, I've just got the list of uh, of fixtures, and then Will's going to go on to talk about some more sort of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Starting starting in alphabetical order, anyways. Barra beat Stockport. That's two wins in a row. Quite a while. I saw a lot of things about. Obviously, they beat Bradford the other week, uh, the other day, and um, huh. I've seen a lot of things about Pete Wilde's little reaction to uh, to them winning, where he goes up to the fans and fist pumps the fans. And there's been a lot of stuff online that I've seen about sort of taking the Mickey out of that because he's going up and doing the Jurgen Klopp style celebration with about fourteen away fans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no cheers whatsoever. But good good for them, I suppose. Northampton got back to winning ways over Colchester. That's you, you know that they're starting to fall away a bit in that uh, race for the automatic promotion places, but. Still there and thereabouts, and if they're going to get any a result anytime soon, it'll be against Colchester, who we beat as well. Um, Crawley lost 5-2 to Carlisle, that end of the league as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll go on and talk about that a lot more. A weird, weird draw uh, between Crewe and Rochdale. That game was 0-0 for a long time, but you know both teams eventually got a goal. Rochdale still stuck to the f- foot of the league with that one. Uh, Bradford beat Doncaster, that aids their promotion place, uh, that race a lot more. Doncaster starting to drift into mid-table. You know they were they were promotion playoff candidates for a little bit part of the season, but they're starting to really fall away now. Bradford is starting to solidify their position, chasing them promotion places again. Gillingham beat Wimbledon. Um, Gillingham, I said they were going to win the league at the start of the season. That looks a little bit out of range for them for now, but they are pulling away from the relegation zone at the very least. Uh, Grimsby drew with top of the league at an Orient, a very big shock. Um, and maybe it leaves a little bit of room for Carlisle and the likes to try and chase that top spot. But they are, I believe, 13 points clear, so it might be a bit of a lost cause. Hartlepool, uh, after sacking the new managers, I'm sure Will's going to speak. Also, 3 3, big game there. Another 5 2. There seems to be a lot of 5 2s in the world of football. 
this week. Uh, Salford beat Mansfield 5-2. Mansfield finally know what it feels like to get absolutely smashed after they beat us the other week. Um, Sutton beat Newport 2-0 in a bit of a nothing game. Uh, Stevenage lost to Tranmere. Now, Tranmere are struggling this season. Um, I thought they would do a lot better than they have done. But they've beaten Stevenage and allowed Carlisle to go up into second. And then last and probably least for Harrogate fans, um, Swindon free Harrogate nil. Uh, yeah, just a good win for Swindon. Harrogate, uh, you know, they're struggling a lot this season. They're struggling a lot more than they did last season anyways. Uh, and I think they could be relegation candidates. But yes, go on, want to speak about that Hartlepool result. Wills, what yeah. happened? Manager. So, <laughs> <laughs> Keith Curl has been sacked at the... At the insistence of Jeff Stelling, it would appear. Well, it was weird because I thought I thought I had a weird baby dream where I just thought just uh, it was as if because you know he's a journalist, isn't it? So when, yeah. when you have such a strong opinion coming from a journalist, you just kind of take it for like maybe that's the news. But it wasn't. It was just like Jeff Sterling was comparing. He had a tweet that was comparing. I mean, are you, you going to talk yeah. about this? Sorry, the tweet. Yeah. Um. I can, yeah. I mean, he he referenced Paul Simpson, obviously. Um. You know when. You know, Hartlepool would love to replicate what we've done because we went from second, you know, in the space of a year, we've gone from second bottom to second top. Um, is available? So, is, 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 is there an equal? Like, do they even suggest, like, an equal to Simpson? Like, surely there's not... He not, I mean, saying, Simpson's quite a unique to us. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, I don't think he was saying that, like... I think he was just kind of saying that, um, you know, look what happens when you and change your manager. Um, mm. But, yeah, so they they have sacked Keith Curley. It hasn't really worked out for him at Hartlepool. There hasn't been much of a, you know, there was never much of an upturn in form. Um, probably not the best, you know, owner to work with. Um, they, you know, the fans, you know, some of them feel that Keith Curl hasn't really been backed. Certainly they're not. You know, the fans uh blaming most of the situation they're on on the owner, Raj Singh. And they've moved quickly to appoint John Askey as the new manager there. So, I mean, that's someone who has some um league experience. But, you know, he, he made his name managing Macclesfield in the conference. Um did well with them before they kind of like went pop and then had some, you know, he's had some um, sh- relatively short spells in charge of clubs in the league. Um, he, he managed Shrewsbury and he managed Port Vale. Um, both of those spells ending, ending with um, sacking. And, so he's now getting another chance at league football and, you know, is he the one to keep Hartlepool up? They do well, have... Like, a st- yeah. You, you, were saying, you, you were saying last week there's kind of like a bottom four emerging, the Harrogate, Hartlepool, Crawley, Rochdale kind of bottom four. Yeah. From the results that happened on the weekend, that's been solidified a little bit more of the bottom four, uh, taking yeah. slightly more shape. I mean, all you've really got to do is not be as bad as Crawley and Rochdale. I mean, surely that's not impossible. Um, well, Crawley <laughs> to have be able four to games. Bring... Crawley have four games in hand on Hartlepool. Oh, so I mean, I mean, like we'll go, we'll go on to talk about Crawley a little bit more. But like, yeah. we, we're not the only opponents that they've crumbled against this season. 
Yeah, yeah. games don't yeah. mean nothing if you don't win any games. No, but falls mm. a lot, and they're only two points behind. Yeah, very true. So you can see kind of why Hartlepool are, you know, why a lot of their fans are a bit gloomy about the season. Um, mm. Harrogate are the you know are the other team that are kind of in trouble. And they 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 just seem to have kind of like sleepwalked into it. Haven't really heard much about them being relegation candidates, but now here they are, fourth bottom. Um, one of the teams that kind of pulled away um, from trouble, Colchester, they're still in 19th place, so they're still sixth bottom. But, you know, they've been on decent form up until the last couple of games. And they've had to, they've changed managers, unlike Hartlepool, against their will. Because, I mean, uh, things have presumably been going really, you know, fairly well under Matt Bloomfield. All right, but, that's right. Yeah, Colchester's new managers. Well, getting rid of the the manager moving on, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it was it was Gareth Ainsworth at, at Wickham who has left them after I think has been in charge of them for about a decade, and he's left them to go manage QPR. Matt Bloomfield was playing with uh, playing for Wickham up until last season, and he's a bit of a, a bit of a Wickham legend there. So they've immediately swooped in, and he's left Colchester to join them and. So Colchester have appointed an interim manager, Ross Embleton. Um, Embleton previously at Leighton Orient, um, where he took over following the death of Justin Edinburgh, uh, when just following their promotion to the league. But just it was there for a bit because I think mainly because given the circumstances of him taking over, they didn't want to act quickly to sack him. It would seem a bit heartless. But he did eventually leave, having not really managed to do much at Orient. But he's now the interim manager at Colchester. So, it's, I mean, they're, they're now nine points clear of relegation, having gone on that run of good form. They've lost their last two. It's possible that under the new manager, they might just get sucked back in if they kind of go on a run of poor form again. So, you know, maybe things aren't done and dusted outside of that bottom four. But um yeah, so Colchester new manager as well. Um and the only other thing I noticed was that uh Crawley have let go another one of their B team projects. So that wasn't even <laughs> giving up finally. Yeah, I mean this is a player who wasn't whose release didn't even qualify for a page on the B you know on the BBC sports website. But I saw a tweet well, I mean it. like I'm... And, and, and you know, there's, there's a threshold to that BBC Sports website. If you know, uh, certain podcasts can get mentioned on there, and other <laughs> ones don't necessarily get a to get a look in sideways. I'm talking about the BBC News one. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the BBC Sports one. I know. You <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you know, they're still kind of like feeling the after effects of just tr- you know trying to do this crazy B team thing. Uh, Wagme still doing things that are upsetting the Crawley fans, and now with kind of relegation <laughs> out of the league looking particularly likely, it's not going well for them. Um, they've just been um, beaten 5 2 as well, so that's not great. <laughs> Good, yeah. For them. I mean, like they, they, look, they look, they look, they did look particularly woeful, uh, against us, and like you do kind of look to things like where, where can they pull any kind of inspiration from? I mean, they need just like a game plan and to move forward, but if these. Board's always going to interfere, then yeah, I think yeah, you, know, you could pretty much bet the I fact that if they're not winning, go on, sorry. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they changed manager again at some point soon. Um, Rochdale have had Bentley for a while and it's not working. They so get that I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm expecting to see more managerial changes probably in the next few weeks. Be surprised if Bentley's still in a job at the end of the season. All right. Well, um, I mean, we'll we'll find out if there's any more married managerial seconds next week. And uh, but for this week, we found out what was happening here. We found out what was happening there. It was the league to round up with Liam and Will. <laughs> Thank you very much, boys. Thank you very much for padding this episode of the Blue Army Podcast out a little <laughs> bit. Because to be honest, there isn't a lot of Carlisle United related news this week. Not even. Anything from the old reliable Jared Bradwick tree that we can tap on. Uh, not a lot of news <laughs> coming out of Brunton Park because most of it's focused on that fantastic 5-2 victory. Uh, just a little bit of news, though. Ziggor Arenalde has got himself a job in the Premier League. He's joined the coaching staff uh, under, new, under the new management at Leeds United. Traitor. Um, I t- <laughs> it's about time. It's you know, it's it's good to see he's progressing. Eventually, you'll get that job in management again. I think I think he had a job over in Qatar uh, for a couple of months last year, uh, where he was managing the club side over there. So he, he is he's eking his, his way into management, and uh, you know, one day those uh when he pops up on those odds on for the Carlisle manager, he'll be there for a just cause, not just because he used to play for Carlisle. United, so all the best to Ziggy uh, over at Leeds. Uh, in other news, Jack Ellis has been in a bit of trouble. Paul Simpson not happy with the youngster because he was late reporting a hamstring injury that's going to keep him out of the squad for potentially the next two weeks. Uh, it's been criticised uh, from Paul Simpson, quotation marks, annoying. Um, so I feel like there's been a lot made of this. Uh, I've seen like Simpson furious with young Ellis. And I feel like, you know, Simpson's not the sort of person that's going to be furious uh, with a 19 year old prospect coming through. He's annoyed. He's probably annoyed at him. And uh, lads, you know, I reckon we're all a little bit annoyed at the fact uh, that he hasn't done the right thing. But it's just... Uh, a young lad learning this lesson for the first time, potentially. Uh, he's just eager to play, isn't he, Wills? And that's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, you know, I only know about this from um, so what Simo said and I heard some of Chris Lumsden's views on it on the radio. Um, so I don't know myself what it's like to, you know, be a young footballer and, you know, what kind of level of knock the uh, feel that you need to say something to the physio about. Um, but... Yes, you know, Jack Ellis is pretty young and he's he's felt something and thought it's nothing. I won't mention it to anyone. And it's turned out that it's it's led to a, a longer layoff than he would have got if he got it early. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just something that he, that'll probably come with experience. And uh, just before we dive in and talk about his replacement, Liam, and I'll let you have first dibs on that one, my friend. It's time to play a game, boys. It's time for <laughs> True Blue or oh, Not a Blue. Diddly, 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 do. <laughs> now, remember, gentlemen, the premise of the game is to guess whether or not the name I am saying to you used to play for Carlisle United or is a completely 
made up names. So there's always a chance I've made up all three names. There's always a chance that there's two of one and one of the other. There's always a chance that all three names are real. Gentlemen, are you ready to try and attempt your first ever clean sweep on True Blue or Not A Blue? Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go, boys. Here we go. All of these players are from the 90s because I feel like we needed a middle ground. 2000s is a bit thin, you know. <laughs> It'll be too easy yeah. for you. So here we go. Here we go. Eric Gates. Yeah, he's real. It's oh, just one. Yeah, he's a bit before my time, but I've seen his name. I've, you know, I've, I've heard older fans talking about him. I think he was like quite a big name or something. It's going to be funny if he's not real. <laughs> we might have like tweaked his name or remember Eddie Gates or something. I'm pretty sure there's an Eddie Gates. So. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, so well done, lads. You've got off to a, a great start. Eric Gates. And I've done my research a little bit this weekend, gentlemen. Um, had two caps for England as well as 38 games uh, for Carlisle United in the 1990-1991 season. So, yeah, it's the earliest I could have gone, yeah. but it's probably the biggest name I could have given you without being absolutely ridiculous yeah. um, with it. With a, with a Halpin, John Halpin or something. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a feeling the Gates is like remembered as being someone who didn't do that well for us. I think that's when I've heard his name before. I mean, big, big, big name uh, for, for yeah. Carlisle at the time, but maybe didn't live up to uh, what he was. But Seems. he did play pretty much every game. You had to back then. Yeah. You know, there was only ever like 13 players on the team. <laughs> <laughs> right, gentlemen, as you attempt your first of a clean sweep, yeah. The second true blue or not a blue is David McKeary. Oh, David McKeary. 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 I've never heard of him. No, 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 not heard of him. It's but just McKeary's a very weird name to make up. Do we think it's true based on that? <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my first. Would you, like, would you like a spelling? Would that make it better for you? I would like a spelling. <laughs> so obviously M C like Muk and then capital C R E E R Y. It's an even weirder name to have just yeah. made up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be an M A C name. Weirdly. If so it you, was, are you veering towards false now? I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I if I had to put my money on it, I would say true. Okay, should we go with true then? If you if you're okay with going true, I'm, I'm okay true. with I'm okay I'm with true. true. Yeah, you had true. your instinct. That was your first instinct. <laughs> <laughs> We're going with true, boys, yeah. and David McKeary. Was a true blue. Oh yes! Oh well yes! Done. Well done! Well done! Two for two. Two for two. You were on for the clean sheet. David McCreary played for Carlisle United in the 1993-1994 season. He was a midfielder that made 39 appearances. So well done, and a Northern Ireland international to boot. Um, not, <laughs> <laughs> not too bad, right? Not too shabby. So you're on for the Queen Sweep, gentlemen. The last name on True Blue or not a blue? Tony Gallimore. That sounds 
kind of familiar? Would he kind of come up with three all true? But it, yeah, I wouldn't think so if he hadn't said at the very start, these yeah, could he all be fake. Oh, tried to hint, he tried to hint at something, yeah. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Like, it, I don't know. If, Can you repeat if, the name? Tony Gallimore. Tony Gallimore. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Tony Gallimore. You've been able to recall that so yeah. well. No, it's not like um, Eric Gates where I was like, oh, yeah, no, but it's kind of like, just sounds familiar. I'll trust you on it. I don't have a clue. I have no... Okay. Whatsoever. No, true. Gentlemen, Tony Gallimore. <laughs> Was it true, Blue? Yeah, you got it! <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your first ever Queen Sweet, Tony Gallimore. Started with Carlisle in 1993 and went on to make 124 appearances for the Cumbrians. That'll be where so he was around his name before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's one of them ones, isn't it? It's like, you yeah. know, Galloway, Gallimore, you know, there's loads of them, isn't there? And you, There'll be like, some Carlisle you know... fans listening to this that are absolutely fuming that it took us that long to oh, remember. Oh, there'll be, yeah, there'll like be people who remember every one of those players. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game, gentlemen. Thank you very much for playing True Blue or Not a Blue. Diddly, 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 do. <laughs> Loving all these games. Like, I do love all these games. We'll move on and we'll dive straight into the match report, gentlemen, as I always do. I'll give you Carla United starting lineup for the game that had Hoyley in goals. The back five consisted of Senior on the right with Feeney, Huntington and Mellish across the middle and Armour on the left. Moxon Guy and McCalmont keeping his place in the midfield as predicted by all of us, gentlemen. Congratulations, we got something right finally. And uh, Patrick and Garner resuming up front. Now, obviously, Senior was the only... Um, change on the day to the start and 11 at right back, but wasn't the big surprise. Would you say, Liam, the fact that the front two stayed the same again? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I have many complaints. It obviously worked, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Garner and Patrick started when we put five past Barra and they've started again mm. when we put five past this lot. So, the, you know, maybe there's something in it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, did that. Was that the starting striker partnership against Colchester? Um, did Colchester? I can double check. So I feel like, like one of them we started some editing. Yeah, one of them we started with Dennis and. Um, but That's think what I'm thinking. I think that was the one we got beat. Uh, yeah, Patrick and Garner was against Colchester. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then looking at kind of. I th- I think if you take away it was Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. I think if you take away sort of all past biases and you look at like Dennis has scored so many goals this season, and you're looking on pure ability in their positions. I think Patrick and Garner are probably the best two, and that's going to annoy a lot of people because of how good Dennis has done this season. But I mm-hmm. I would maybe argue that purely on ability. Garner's probably better in that position and I would also argue that Patrick is a lot better than Gordon when he's fully fit so maybe it's a thing of we're struggling a little bit for goals at the minute I'll put my two best strikers on but then again that's going to annoy a lot of people with Dennis but I I, I, I think he likes that partnership of Garner and 
nicely, and I think they are, there's a lot of quality in it. I think you can probably rely on that. Yeah, it does uh, seem to like. I don't yeah. think we've seen Dennis Patrick, other than well, not since we signed Garner. I'm sure they played together earlier on in the season, and I don't think we've seen Garner. Yeah, like um, set partnerships, doesn't it? Yeah, we ended up with all four of them on the pitch against yeah. um, against Mansfield. <laughs> Mansfield yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, five two. It was a fantastic game, and we opened the scoring after a fantastic bit of magic by one of our favourites here on the Blue Army podcast, John Mellish, intercepting uh, a poor clearance, not taking on not one but two players with one touch. And putting in a fantastic left-footed cross after being attempted, at least, of being shoved off the ball. The ball, although, you know, it is allowed to bounce across the six-yard box before Senior stoops down towards a header, which hits the ground once again and ends up in the roof of the net in front of those Carlisle fans. And before we talk about how good the goal is Wills. Yeah. How important do you think it is for uh, a team away from home that wants to get off to a good start to be given the advantage of shooting towards their fearful supporters and uh, being able to sort of like buzz off that support? Do you think it's important where the supporters are in the first half in these away games? Do you think this kind of positioning uh, matters uh, in these kind of games? Um, I mean, well, most teams prefer to shoot towards their fans in the second half. I mean, like if you look at Brunton Park, even when the opposition win the toss, they usually choose to shoot towards the Warwick in the first half. With not, yeah, which is the same way around that we'd have it. But you know, um, maybe shooting towards the fans in the first half, especially you know, like the away fans are noisy and have been taking big groups of them places so they definitely yeah. can have an impact so um yeah you know maybe there's you know maybe there's a tactic in that i don't think it's the one that clubs normally go with but you know get off to a good start um the fans there will probably be delighted that they um, scored four goals in front of them. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it just took fifteen minutes. So Carlisle off to a start, a really good start once again, scoring early in games once again, starting on the front foot in games once again. But what was really impressive was uh, was Mellish's footwork, the ball into the box, and uh, senior being recalled into the team, being ready to be recalled into the team and uh, maybe proving that he isn't as one-dimensional as perhaps Simov thought he was and maybe he could be played in a more advanced role on the right-hand side if he was given the chance in a certain sort of formation. Liam, the goal itself, Mellish's bit of magic, I mean... And I'll talk us through it for you. It's, it's it's a really nice goal, isn't it? It's a it is a scruffy goal. The ball's allowed to bounce across the yard box, but it's a it's a it's a good proper League Two goal. It's an honest, hard working League Two goal. <laughs> yeah, Mellish is just absolutely world class, isn't he? Like we we say it all the time, but he just, <laughs> like, he gets the credit he deserves, I think. But he is absolutely fantastic. I just think we signed this geezer as a centre back from Gateshead. He's gone into the midfield since. Been our top goal scorer in a season, 
for some reason decided to play at striker for a little bit, went to left back. Now he's back the at centre back. doesn't work without him, does it? No, like, it doesn't. Mad. It absolutely doesn't. We almost don't play a back five. We play a back four with plus John Mellish. You know, like, he's he's not mm-hmm. got a position on the pitch. He he just wanders about, and I've no idea how you would even. If you're the opposition manager, what do you say about John Mellish? How do you say to your players, watch that's, him? That's it, yeah. You must because just go you can't mental. tell your left you must back. Just go mental. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't you can't tell your left back to mark him. Because sometimes he'll be on the right. You can't tell your right back to mark him. Because sometimes he'll be on the left. He'll be in the middle for some weird reason as well. And he's just all over the spot. And he gets a you know weirdly good crossing for Joel Senior. Uh, it's a lot of bouncing <laughs> the box, but you know it's 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 more to do with the quality of the cross than for the bad defending. I think. And Joel Senior, absolute brilliant diving header. I think. I don't think you could play Joel Senior further up the pitch. I think you can maybe play him as what he is playing as, I suppose, is that sort of attacking wing back sort of thing. But I don't think you could play him as like a, a wide midfielder or anything like that. I think he is very much a right back. And I haven't really got a problem with it because he does the job well. Yeah, I mean, Will's. Yeah. With Jack Ellis kind of, you know, being told off by Paul Simpson and Joel Senior doing so well, he, he's done himself uh, a, a world of good if he wants to stake a claim to that right back position, even if potentially he is a one dimensional player. I mean, wouldn't you say he's earned, he's earned this opportunity now to have a run in the team? Yeah, well, I mean, he'll, he'll get a few games while Ellis is out injured. Um, and, you know, they question marks over his kind of well kind of like the positions he can fill in the pitch are more to do with like I think having him on the bench where uh Simo doesn't really like to have him on the bench because he can only bring him in in one position but if he if he's actually starting at right back then you know there's there's uh, there's no issue with that because it's a role that he does well so if that's the role that if that's the role that Simo wants a player to do then no, you know, no reason why Senior can't stake a claim for himself in that position, and and you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he went at, if he, if he went on and did that. I mean, one of the reasons I brought it up, where I think he might be able to play in a more advanced position, is because in the build up to the next goal, he he manages to uh, carry the ball inside before passing it into Moxon, who plays a very intelligent ball through to Patrick. A lot of people thought the angle would have made the shot too hard. But not for our Patrick, who manages to find the corner of the net. Very classy finish. It was a nice, powerful finish as well. He seemed to enjoy it. Garner seemed to enjoy it. I mean, the whole team seemed to enjoy it at this point. We just seemed like we were firmly in the driver's seat. But, uh, Wills, what does that mean for Omari Patrick's confidence at this point uh, to be getting amongst the goals more regularly and maybe staking... His claim, at least, if not Garner staking his own claim, but you know, staking his claim to being on that team sheet week in, week out. I mean, at the age that he is um, and the quality that he is, there's no reason why he shouldn't be featuring in the next 14 games. Um, yeah, it was a lovely finish as well. So um, it was, yeah, really yeah. I think, finish. I think he'll kind of, ex- you know, maybe expect to be ahead of, you know. Ahead- Certainly ahead of Gordon. Um, you know, Gordon's come in and done well, but you know, Patrick's kind of come in to and um, you know, when he's played, he's kind of like showing why he's the senior player out of the two younger ones. So um no, you know, um he's gonna play a big role for the rest of the season and I'm sure he's gonna score a few more goals as well. 
the next goal, Liam. Um, I mean, there's there's two ways of seeing it, really. Uh, there's there's ricochet merchant can come <laughs> to mind, but also comparisons to a Cumbrian esque Messi. Um, it's a it's a bit scrappy to begin with, but then you do have to give Moxon a lot of credit for then gaining control of the ball and taking it past uh, a couple of defenders. And then, yeah, he could have finished it a little bit more nicely. Uh, it kind of drags it. But it, at the end of the day, it's it a goal. It? Well, there you go, Liam. Like, well, how, do you feel? how do you feel about that goal, the third goal? And it's three goals in 26 minutes at this point. I, you look, I don't care how he finishes it as long as it gets past the keeper. Um, but you talk about the build-up. It, it'll look brilliant on some like future highlight reel of Owen Moxon's best moments at Carlisle or something like that. You, it looks nice. But on the other hand, if that's my defence, I'm screaming at the telly, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how on earth he gets past them crawling defenders? That's worse than pretty much anything I've seen at Carlisle <laughs> in the last few years. It was so... So poor, and I've seen, and we've, but we've all seen some poor defending Carlisle. You don't see much worse than that, you know. We've all witnessed Byron Webster score on goal and then give himself a wedgie <laughs> like he used to do. But, you know, I, I just think there's about five players that could probably expect to get the tackle in, and none of them do it. Yes, I think you can maybe excuse the first player because he yeah. sort of ricochets off him. He does get a foot in there, but the other players, I don't know what they're doing. They're just like weird weird comparison but you know in fifa when you you accidentally click the wrong button you click you click to, <laughs> click to slide tackle when you know any of the ball and you just fall over in the middle of the pitch that's what it looked like it's just i i, I can't get over how, how poor that would be and if i was a crawley fan my god i would be fuming at that goal more than the rest it's it's really good for when moxon and you know the finish is the best part because he gets it past the keeper but atrocious defender from Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next goal as well, Wills, this is yeah. one um, for, the, for the Crawley manager to be absolutely ripping his hair off about. Yeah, it was a good ball in from Moxon, but again, it's just, it's parried off the goalkeeper and uh, the just Crawley defenders just aren't close enough or able to react. And Feeney, the man who headed the ball in the first place towards the goalkeeper, is then the man who gets to stab the ball home. And Feeney, uh, I mean, he, he's scoring a couple of goals uh, from that centre-back position. He's proven himself to be very useful from set pieces this season. Wills, would you have yeah. ever expected Carlisle to have been 4-0 up, though, uh, before half-time? Um once we got the third, I thought, you know, we're going to score a lot of goals here. So, like, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't surprised that we were 4-0 up before half time. Certainly after at least the first couple of goals, then, you know, I was listening on the radio, but they were fairly clear that Crawley's defending was atrocious. So... Coming out for the second half, you could, uh, you could say that maybe after a 4-0 cushion that, um, you know... You can't necessarily blame Carlisle United for taking their foot off the gas slightly. And um, it is quite quickly after the break, only five minutes after the break, where Crawley managed to at least get one goal back. It's a quick throw-in uh, on their right-hand side, which is then put across uh, Carlisle's box, shot, blocked. And then it's kind of one of those... You know, it, it, you don't know if you're shooting or trying to cross. It's just like one of those sort of like hit and hope kind of bounce it into the ground kind of balls. And it falls to the 
striker for Crawley or the attacker for Strawley. There's a little bit of a whisper of offside around it. it I mean, it might be offside there. Mellish might be playing him onside. Um, but it's disappointing for us not to shut up shop and be able to keep a clean sheet. It's a very uh, scrappy goal by a team that we're literally... They're just trying to hit us on the break, aren't they? So you have to say, Wills, that Carlo yeah. caught napping there. Yeah, and you know, you're, um, you know, the attitude of players probably does change a bit of 4 0 up. Um, I don't know what Simo, you know, what he says in the dressing room when you've got a 4 0 lead, but probably different to what he'd say if the team needs fired up or the need to kind of like shut the opposition down or something. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was one, of, it was one of them goals that, wasn't great defending and he just looked a bit lethargic all round. And, you know, it's a sort of goal that teams do concede when, you know, when they've got a good lead. Um, disappointing because it's always nice to keep a clean sheet and go, you know, um, uh, goal difference is likely to be a player part in the season. Uh, I, I'm just like, trying to work out if the player who assists it, if he kind of miskicks it a bit. He he kicks it in a bit of an awkward direction and he just kind of like lands to the Crawley player who's in front of goal. So I don't know whether that was fully intentional. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of luck really for Crawley and Carlisle were just caught a bit slow and napping there. But to be fair to them, they did give the away support, at least something worth hanging around for. Uh, another set-piece goal uh, swung in and uh, a header on the front post that is made by Huntington, which is saved quite well by the goalkeeper. And it's Mr Mellish who's there to stab it home. There was a little bit of a cheek, I'll have to say, from uh, from <laughs> Crawley, trying to get away with it like it didn't cross the line, clearing it and acting like nothing happened, causing a little bit of yeah. confusion. But it's nice to see Mellish on the score sheet. But uh I mean, Liam, did you see did you did, 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 did Paul did Paul look like he scored, didn't he? A little bit like <laughs> bless him. Like Paul looked like he scored and and then I think he realized it was Mellish's goal. Uh but it's a good goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it it's um look Mellish deserved it. He really did. I think Huntington is a little bit hard done by by that, and maybe there is an argument that it crossed the line from his header, but I don't think it did. I think it's very much Mellish's goal, uh, <laughs> goal and an assist for a centre back, top class. You know, you, you can't really ask <laughs> yeah. for much more, can you? And that's a very John Mellish thing to do. Uh, yeah, just give him the Ballon d'Or now. It just save all that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, to be fair, Crawley never fully gave up hope and uh, they got themselves another consolation goal later on, a tapping on the front post after a little bit more of lazy defending, you can say, by Carlisle. Hoyley uh, probably more annoyed at that goal, or visibly more annoyed at that goal than he was at the other goal. But enough said about that, gentlemen. 5-2, yeah. it's a great result for Carlisle. Yes, it's second bottom of the league versus now... Second, Second in the league. That's right. What were your boys. predictions at the start of the season? Uh, me and Will's second. both said eighth, and you. I said second. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said se- I'm pretty sure I said second. I'll have to double check. Um, but like you I'm said, they sure get promoted automatically. I just can't I remember. Said, what I you definitely said, said automatically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said second because I built anticipation to like bluff people into think I'll put them first. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's great. You know, we got up to second now in the league, and um, there's there's it's if we're just looking all the better for it. Two wins out of the last two games. A great chance now at home against Grimsby. Uh, to make it three out of three. But before we make our predictions for the Grinsby game, gentlemen, we should probably give our Foxes feature man of the match uh, for the 5-2 victory that we made over Frawley. And Liam, since you've managed to keep so tight-lipped this week, I'm going to let you... It's bursting at the seam to let it out. So yeah, I'm going to let I'm gonna let you let your Foxes feature man of the match out. Who have you gone for? Well... It should just come as no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> big John Mellish. Obviously yeah, big John Mellish. Mellish. Golden assist from centre back. And he's just he's just a beautiful man. Like it's 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 the truth. <laughs> uh yeah, give it to him. He, he must have got about half a mind this season, but yeah, give it to Mellish again. <laughs> Mellish again. Uh Wales, who have you gone for, mate? Um Mellish. He got the goal and assist and was um involved in a couple of the other goals as well. So yeah, I mean, lads, I want to give an honourable mention at the very least uh, to Moxon. He had a great game. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I'm going to agree with you all. It is Mellish for me as well. Like, um, so it's Mellish all round. I think it's the second time in a row we've all agreed. And uh, the Foxes featured Man of the mm. Match as well. Um, but yeah, it just it was a great performance. And what more can you ask for from a centre back, uh, an attacking centre back? Sorry, Liam. Um, I'll use your yeah. phrase. <laughs> yeah, we're not holding the lack of clean sheet against him. No, <laughs> no, that's, no, not no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not his job. Exactly that's not his job. That's not his job. That's not his job at all. Uh, but what our job is next, gentlemen, is to make a prediction uh, for Carlisle United's Saturday game at home. At Brutton Park against Grimsby, who I think lies somewhere uh, around 15th, 16th in the table after picking up some points at the weekend. Uh, my uh, screens are failing me at the moment, so I'll just go 16th. out. Of... Yeah, 16. Yeah. And um, I mean, for me, I'm going to go first, lads. For me, I'm always positive. We're off the back of, uh, you know, a lot of goals being scored. And Simpson's the sort of manager that does really well building on momentum. And since we're only two victories into, hopefully, a nice little run of form that's going to secure us, at least, within some kind of playoffs position by the end of this uh, nice run of form. Um, I'm going to go with... 3-0 3-0 to Carlisle. I, I kind of want to say 4-0. I kind of want to say 4-0. <laughs> Just because I remember like the last time when we were in League 2 and we got promotion under Simpson, we went through a little run and we just destroyed teams like, you know... 4-0 and 5-1. And we went through a little... Do you know what? I'm going to go 4-0. I am going to go yeah. 4-0. Yeah, I'm going to go 4-0, okay. Carlisle, Grinsby. Uh, Wills, what are you going to go for? Um, I'm going to go... 1-0 to Carlisle. I think he's maybe going to be one of them again, but I can see us winning. So, 1-0 to Carlisle. A difficult, yeah. hard-fought will uh, victory. Uh, what are you saying, Liam? Uh, I, I had a gut feeling that it would be 1-1 as soon as you asked the question, but I don't want to be that much of a downer. <laughs> they got they got a point at Leighton Orient, so I think there's some there. Say 1-1. 1-1. 
Oh, it's a he is going with his gut. He, he is, is a downer. His gut. <laughs> he is a downer. Uh, that's our Liam for you. Well, there we go, <laughs> gentlemen. We've all uh, locked and loaded our predictions in, which means there isn't really much more to do this week on the Blue Army podcast apart from dive into everybody's new <laughs> favourite oh, segment. Oh, I nearly had to. I nearly had to. So I've remixed the theme tune so again. I came back with a brand new game for the podcast. What's it called? It's called Guessing the Player. Oh, yeah. Guessing it's called Guessing the Player. Well, boys, after last week's result, I'm finally and this week I believe it is if it's will if will it's your yeah. turn to guess first I believe this week yeah. so uh, you know there is a chance we can extend your lead um, but obviously Liam you're yeah. going to get your opportunity to dive on in as well um Will, are you ready for your first snap at guessing yes. the player? Okay. Right. Here we go. Oh, I've actually got too many clues. Here we go. Here we go. I've tried to make it more difficult to get it on the first go because it's happened too many times. So here we go. Here we go. I mean, it's always quite open-ended yeah. anyway, but here we go. Here we go. This player made his debut against Brentford. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, so it might have been one of them you have to have been there for, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not the sort of, even if I was there, um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, go yeah. Rory Loy. Going with Rory Loy. Yeah. It's not Rory Loy. Ah. <laughs> Liam, you've got a chance to actually go dive on. in the lead <laughs> here with the way that we score things. If you get it on the first goal, you're gonna get three points, which will make it 6 5 altogether. So, Liam, this player made his debut for Carlisle United against Brentford. Who do you think it is? I've no idea. Gut feeling, Mark Gillespie. Gillespie, Mark. It's not Mark Gillespie. It's I can not remember Mark the Gillespie. season when the first game was against Brentford, but yeah, mm-hmm. but <laughs> couldn't say who played in it. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to give any hints away, gentlemen, yeah. but I am going to give you another chance at the cherry, but this time yeah. it's only for two points. So, Wills, yeah. you get to go first once again. This player, after playing for Carlisle United, played over 100 games for Yeovil Town. Was it Francois Zoko? It was Franz Wazoka. Yes! <laughs> it was Franz Wazoka at the bottom of the, somewhere. Um, I don't know, yeah, I, can I don't know. Somewhere on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there you go. So that makes the score now, what, 7-3? Seven, 7-3. Seven, three. Seven, three. Yeah. Okay, you know, it's still it's still all it's salvageable. Four, it's, yeah. It's salvageable. <laughs> if, if that if that Grand Slam uh didn't win you, didn't teach you anything last week, then you know 
You can always claw yourself back. There's still plenty of weeks left to play. Everybody's favourite game, guess in the player. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you so much uh, for joining me this week on the Blue Army podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, unfortunately, I've had a mishap with my phone, which means I wasn't able to get in touch with some young gentleman that I was hoping to get on the podcast as guest this week. So hopefully oh, next week yeah. we'll be joined by a couple of lads uh, that were working on the Warwick Road and doing all the painting and uh, we'll, we'll sort of find out what the crack's been and what they've sort of been up to with that and uh, other ideas that they've got so hopefully we'll be able to organise that for next week also don't forget it's a home game this Saturday which means it's an opportunity to buy match day programmes and keep that tradition alive don't forget to buy your match day program because if there isn't an uptake in sales then those things are going to disappear next season it could be a scam could be a scam that could be full of shit no i don't know i don't know just, just keep them alive there it's only three quid for a program don't worry about it but gentlemen thank you so much for joining me here on the blue army podcast it's been an absolute pleasure and there really isn't anything else left for us to do apart from saying Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.